Episode 313 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. I'm editor Kirk Semenoff. Well, the weather is warming up. Father's Day is on the horizon, so it must be getting close to Wichita Open Golf Tournament time. There's a new tournament director taking the reins held by Roy Turner for the past 24 years. Dusty Buell joins me in episode 313 to talk about following a Wichita sports legend and what's ahead for the 2023 edition of the Wichita Open. But first, let me tell you about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. This week's cover story is a look at a highway that may be years or even decades away, but studying what its impact could be on Wichita someday. It's the Northwest Bypass, the long-talked-about highway that would connect Goddard to Mays and bring the same kind of commercial development opportunities to West Wichita that once enabled Northeast Wichita to benefit from the K96 Expressway. Reporter Josh Witt talks with government officials, development professionals, and commercial real estate leaders to see what a Northwest Bypass could mean for the western outskirts of Wichita someday. This week's list is real estate auction firms. See who's holding auctions and see why demand for them is still high. The list is on page eight. Our Excellence in Healthcare series returns this week. Meet standout professionals in medicine beginning on page 17. Part of our mission is to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. One way we try to accomplish that is through our weekly lead section. We list bankruptcies, new real estate deals, building permits, new corporations, who owes back taxes, and court judgments. Our lead section this week begins on page 24. Equity Bank means business. That's why they've created business solutions to help you solve your business challenges. Visit them today at equitybank.com. Dusty Buell is the new tournament director and president of the Wichita Open here in town, and it's golf time, so it's a great time to have him on the podcast. Dusty, thanks for joining me. Hey, thank you. It's uh, sun shining, so I couldn't be happier. <laughs> That's important for tournament week, as we all know. It's it's fun not to be standing around in a rain delay or a thunder and lightning delay. Uh, before we get into the tournament and all the changes with, with administration, obviously, and then changes that people will see at the course when they go to the tournament, Let's start with your background a little bit. Um, where are you from, and, and, and tell me about your background getting into a professional career. Sure. Uh, I'm from Augusta, uh, pretty much raised my whole life there, and uh, kind of carved out my little niche there with my family. So um, I left to go to college and, and came right back. So uh, Wichita and this community and the surrounding communities has been overwhelmingly great to me and and my success as a professional and uh, being able so uh, part of my background is is that I have uh, served this community in, in different nonprofit settings uh, basically revolves around uh, children in need and some of uh, kind of those children that uh, people have turned their backs on or they've fallen through the cracks and so um, I have worked in, in several different nonprofits uh, with a, through a gamut of, of children and different needs, varying needs with HeartSpring, uh, children with severe autism and uh, 
other disabilities. And then I moved on to Kids Cope, which uh, helped children that had lost a parent or a sibling. And we went through that grief process with them. And then I moved over to Sunlight Children's Services, which um, was the children's home for Butler County. So children that have been abused and neglected. And, you know, we were their first resource once they got taken out of those environments. So uh, it's been many, many years of, of passionately working and giving into this community. And I really feel that this tournament, uh, the Wichita Open, give me another opportunity to do that same thing. Mm -hmm. Give to the community. And as soon as we're done with this huge golf tournament, uh, we get to give back and, and help children in another way. Mm -hmm. How did that start with you, wanting to help children? You know, when I came back here uh, looking for what I wanted to do, um, I went to Youthville as my first uh, opportunity to work in this community and uh, worked there for about eight years. And through that process, found a subset of children and families that I really wasn't keen to growing up. Um, I didn't have a lot of knowledge of foster care and the foster programs and, and what these children have been through. And it kind of sparked this interest in me to, if I didn't know about this, who else doesn't know about this? And why don't they know about this? And why is this not being broadcast uh, from every channel you've ever seen? Mm -hmm. The things that are happening to these children and the basically homeless and and depending on others in our community to take them and help them and then not knowing the outcome. Are they gonna get to stay with them? Are they gonna be adopted? Are they gonna go to another home? Are they gonna go back to uh, the parents and have the parents uh, cleaned up and and went through the process to get their kids back and are they going to have a much better life now that they're back there? Um, it is just such a complex system and to see a child or a, or a family try to navigate that um, it just made me want to dig my heels in and do whatever I could to help these kids and I think that that's kind of that uh, spark has uh, provided me an opportunity to go and, and seek out other areas where children are underrepresented and do something about it. Mm -hmm. And I think most people know what kind of charity work the Wichita Open is able to do once you have, you're able to present those checks to, to organizations. But can you talk about uh, the amount and, and, and the ways in which the Open does help around the community? Sure. So we, uh, as soon as our tournament is over, uh, the PGA Tour model is have your tournament, uh, get your contributions and sponsors and all your sponsorships and everything else that you can do. And then at the end, uh, whatever money is left over, that is not profit for our organization. That is money that we get to give and, and give back into this community for Basically, we have chosen that it will go to children. Uh, KU Wichita Pediatrics is our benefiting sponsor, and um, most of our uh, funds that we raise go to KU Wichita Pediatrics. And the things that we've been able to do with the money that uh, we have given them, uh, they take that money and basically uh, make it uh, tenfold of what we give them. And... Uh, 
it goes into the children's oncology group and they have done some amazing work into establishing this uh, what they call the cogs and uh, so now uh, children are served here in Wichita they no longer have to go to Kansas City they don't have to go to Oklahoma City and we are a small part of that but we have a team here in Wichita in uh, our KU Wichita pediatrics team that works tirelessly they work more hours than anybody I know and then they work here at this golf tournament uh, and they just uh, are those people that you see and you want to emulate and, and you just are very thankful that they're on your side and on your team. Mm -hmm. So uh, a little more than a year ago, there's an opening here. Uh, I, you, you, you can tell me how it worked, but Roy probably saw him coming down, saw himself coming down the 18th fairway, if you will, to use an analogy, and um, looking for his successor. And tell me how that happened with you. Sure, I think that uh, I think Roy went to our board and, and let them know that he thinks it's about time and it's about time to start this search. So a lot of people don't know that the Wichita Open, we are a nonprofit organization. Uh, Air Capital Charities is our nonprofit and we have a board of directors and that board of directors set out for uh, looking for a search for who is going to be that next uh, Wichita Open director, and uh, I think I think you and everybody listening knows that uh, it's never an easy process to replace a legend. And uh, so when I had these frank uh, conversations with all of our board members, I think that we were all on the same page. We all had the same goals for the Wichita Open, and it's not to uh, just play on what we already have. It is to continue to build on this, uh, to find new and exciting elements that we can add to it, uh, and really give fans and community members and sponsors uh, access and the most value they can get from this tournament. And, you know, the ultimate goal is to put Wichita in the most positive light we possibly can. And from a national scale on the Corn Ferry Tour, uh, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a better tournament than the Wichita Open. For listeners who don't know, the Wichita Open is one of the four or three now remaining um, original tournaments, and it's started in 1990 out at Reflection Ridge, and it's it's gone on forever, and um, and that's because of the success and the the ability to pull off a great tournament and help the community, like you like you mentioned. I'm curious, with Roy still in the office, he'll be here through the end of this tournament. Uh, the working connection between you and him, he's done things his way for 24 years. Um, how, how, how has that connection been made? I think that we, uh, we got off on the right foot. We both have a soccer background. Obviously his is at a, a little bit higher level than mine, but, uh, we both see the intricacies in the game. So we can both sit in my office and watch a premier league game and enjoy the soccer for what it is rather than somebody trying to understand the game. So bonding over those moments of uh, watching Everton or watching the World Cup uh, has been huge in our development into our relationship together. And coming in here knowing that uh, this tournament wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him, uh, the decisions that he's made, the the kind of the excitement and intensity that is on hole 17 is because of Roy Turner 
And, you know, when Preferred Health Systems pulled out as our uh, title sponsor, uh, I believe that was back in 2013, um, it was basically a you got to figure it out or it goes away type of moment. And that's when Roy founded the Ambassadors. And that ambassador program is kind of the lifeblood of this tournament. Um, and so to have that and have so many people invested and interested in this tournament, um, that has been something that I look at. And, and I don't know that it, it's hard to put yourself in that position, but to find your way out of something that seems so dark and make it into something so positive, um, I have the utmost respect for him. I know that um, everything that he does is for the benefit of the tournament. And so the times that we have disagreements because I do want to change things or tweak things, um, it's coming from a place of he doesn't want this to fail. And uh, on the flip side of that is is that we are the same person in that respect because I don't want this to fail and I'm not going to let this fail. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do think that there's opportunity here uh, to take this to even another level where it is right now, uh, to give more to our fans and our sponsors. Um, but, you know, everything comes at a cost. And so we got to continue to find more and more people that want to continue to support this event to, uh, to take that next step. And I think we're ready to do it. Let me break down the ambassadors program, and you can you can correct me and fine tune the details. But when Preferred Health Systems left, you know, about 10, 11 years ago, as a title sponsor, that took away just a great chunk of money. And Roy came up with the idea, and it hadn't been done elsewhere in, in major or minor league golf. And you go out and get X number of businesses to make up that amount through, you know. Uh, I'm not even sure what the totals were in the early years, and I'm sure it's gone up a little bit. But it hadn't, you know, he he looked around the tour and it hadn't been done, but he thought it could be done here. It was pretty innovative, wasn't it? Yeah, it was completely innovative. And in you're right on a couple different things. Is the fact that it may not be able to be done uh, elsewhere other than someplace like Wichita, right. where the community wants to wrap their arms around you and make sure that we can make this happen. And, you know, other areas have tried this. I believe that they see this ambassador program. They want to they wanna put it together. And I think that the best that somebody has done is like six ambassadors up to this point. What's the number at here? We have 50. <laughs> and that's the group that we cap it at 50. We want to make it exclusive. We want to make it the most premier business networking group uh, that this community has. And... Um, We've done that. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but other people are looking at us and, and other tournaments are looking at us and asking us how. And even if we tell them, it, you know, you can't recreate Wichita somewhere else. And that's the beauty of, of this tournament, of our ambassadors, of our sponsors, of everything that we do. It's unique because of where we are and the people we have around us. Mm-hmm. So when you take over for Roy Turner, uh, who for 24 years ran a successful tournament and had to recreate the tournament, basically, uh, do you find yourself wanting to make small tweaks, or did you come in and say, we can try things a, a much different way? How, what was your philosophy coming in? 
You know, I had a unique experience. I got to uh, go through the whole uh, process uh, beforehand of the tournament last year. So I had two months before the tournament, and then I got to see the tournament, feel the tournament, and uh, see where I thought there could be tweaks to things. And then uh, I get to be in this position where I can implement those and and make these happen. Uh, I never came in here thinking I was going to clean house and make wholesale changes on this tournament. Um, you know, the, it's not broke, don't fix it. Uh, it's not broke. Uh, but the problem is, is that uh, prices are going up on everything. And uh, when I came in, uh, our build cost to build the stadium structures last year was about $450,000. This year, it is right around $900,000. Mm. So you know, I'm coming in here knowing that I'm starting at a $450,000 hole that I got to dig myself out of. And so what else is there and what other opportunities are there? So there's a lot of changes that are made, not because I want to make changes to this tournament, but uh, there are changes that are going to be made because I need to find uh, new opportunities for our sponsors because we have to find money somewhere. And we have raise prices this year uh, more than we have in, in previous years. And I know that uh, that's tough to swallow for some of our businesses. Uh, but the thing is, is that if, if we don't make these changes now, we're going to be in a world of hurt in a year from now. And the last thing I want to do is to see this tournament leave uh, because of inflation, because of price increases, and because of really things that are beyond our control. And so uh, whatever we do, we're doing with looking at future years in mind and how we make sure that we're profitable and sustainable and we continue uh, to do this, uh, to raise money, to have that economic impact, to uh, make sure that, that Wichita is that number one tournament on the Corn Ferry Tour. Because this is a, a venture that is so uh, dependent on, on companies and businesses in, in the area, uh, when you go to them and say, hey, you know, our prices have gone up, I, I've got to think they understand because their prices have gone up too with whatever business they're dealing with. Oh, they understand, but their prices have gone up too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so where is, is that uh, sponsorship and, and those dollars you know, generally those are the first ones cut whenever you're tightening the tightening your belt loop uh, at your businesses. So uh, it all they do understand, uh, and they will do whatever they possibly can. It's just it's hard sometimes to make those decisions on what is best for your company, what is best for your community, and and how can we help. Uh, bridge that gap. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some of the tweaks or alterations that, that fans and spectators will see at the tournament this year. I got to think 95% of fans want to be at 17 during the tournament. What has changed there? I know the, the, the look will change a little bit, the, the structure itself. Yeah, the, the structures themselves uh, are the exact same structures they use at the Waste Management Open in Phoenix. So those structures are being uh, shipped to us from Phoenix and put up uh, so you're going to see a big difference in just the structures around you and, and how everything is put together down there. It is clean. It is nice. They've done an efficient job. We couldn't be happier. You know, this is the first time in a while that I've talked to folks that uh, we are ahead of schedule at this time. So that's great. Uh, 
you know, we're going to be bringing in a uh, 20-foot LED wall down at 17, mm-hmm. which is going to be a huge difference maker uh, for our advertisers that are going on our scoreboard plus the leaderboards and all the other things that can go along with that. Uh, one thing we're going to do down there at 17 is, for the very first time in history, we are going to gamify a golf hole. And so what that means is is that we're going to have the three guys coming up on the tee. Uh, we're going to have a uh, link for everybody to go on for every single group that comes through. You're going to pick who you think is going to win the hole or who's going to birdie the hole. Uh, if you win that hole, you get a percentage of all the points uh, available for that. And so we're going to do that through all four days. And so at the end of each day, the winners will uh, receive a prize. So probably the top three folks will receive a prize. And, you know, we are so excited about doing something brand new, bringing something to golf that has never been done before. And so um, there's going to be probably some some education time that we need to have with this, but uh, we're excited about it. Uh-huh. Well, that, is it all done through a spectator's phone? Everything will be done through your phone. Okay. You will, uh, we will flash the the link out there on the scoreboard and you will have access to that all day and you you pick your player and uh, we hope that it, it gets people more engaged with the golf. You know, 17, you know, it's the, the biggest party on the Corn Ferry Tour. Uh, a lot of times that means that there's a lot of partying and not a lot of watching golf and uh, we want to put these guys on the biggest stage they've ever been in. These uh, players on the Corn Ferry Tour have never experienced anything like our double-deckers on our 17th mm-hmm. holes. So we want to make sure that uh, we want to engage our fans in both the, the party atmosphere, but also the golf and the guys that are coming through here because they will be the next big things on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. What other changes will fans see when they come to Crestview? You know, the the initial change they're going to see is we're going to have a welcome center this year that's sponsored by Hatchet Devlin Automotive. And uh, with that welcome center, every single person needs to go through there because that's where they're going to get their wristbands. We'll scan their ticket, give your wristbands in one centralized location this year, which is a, a pretty big change, uh, a bigger one than we really even thought of when we started this. But uh, having everybody go through one place uh, helps uh, basically get us the best data that we can in terms of tickets and, and tickets used. So that will be the first one. You're going to walk through a tent. That's the Welcome Center. It's a brand new uh, welcome structure there. And as soon as you walk out of that Welcome Center, you're going to be face-to-face with the Fan Zone, which is a brand new structure. The Michelob Ultra Semi, uh, basically bar on wheels, is going to be in that Fan Zone. It's a, a new ticket that we have to sell this year. It's uh, a lower dollar ticket. It's $30. You get into the Fan Zone. You get on the grounds. You watch as much golf as you want, and uh, you drink all the water, the the pop or Anheuser-Busch products that you can in that Fan Zone. And uh, we think it's going to be great to get people out on the grounds of Crestview and, and see the tournament through a little bit different eyes than what you have at those hospitality areas that we have. I've always wondered, the fans who are either not at 17 or not at 18, uh, are there many out there who just walk the course? We have some. Uh, we want to see that number grow uh, because I want people to see other parts of Crestview. I want them to see those holes that are very difficult holes, the ones that are going over water, the ones that are putting you out at the corner of 127th and 13th Street. Uh 
those holes and, and watching these guys hit shots on those holes, if you've ever played out there or uh, maybe if you've never even been out there, uh, if you've played out there, you know how difficult these holes are. And to see them hit these shots is incredible. Mm-hmm. So uh, really, we, we'd like to showcase Crestview Country Club in, in a, a better way and give people an opportunity to be out there and see it. You mentioned Crestview. It, it, it is the longtime home of the tournament now after being at Reflection Ridge and then at Willow Bend. Uh, how long does that contract go for? And are, it, I'm assuming that both sides want to continue this relationship. Yeah, so last year we just signed a brand new five-year deal with Crestview and the PGA Tour to have this tournament here. So uh, for the next five years, we're going to do what we can to make sure our relationship with Crestview, our relationship with the PGA Tour is better than it ever has been. And I I think that there is a lot more communication and that triangulation of communication right now that has helped things. And really, uh, I'm not sure that the excitement from all those parties has ever been as high as it is right now. And so Mm -hmm. um, I think it's it's just about us making sure that um, all these entities are at the top and our forefront of, of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the price purse is over a million dollars, a million dollars for the first time ever. Um, what does that mean in terms of, um, of just, you know, pride for the tournament and for you and the staff? Yeah, so uh, the prize purse last year was 750000 That's a pretty big jump this year. A million dollar purse here in Wichita, uh, it means that we're giving the best of the best here. Uh, people want to be involved. Uh, you win this tournament and you have enough points that it, you are likely, you're if you play good golf the rest of the season, that you're likely going to get your PGA Tour card uh, if you win here. But... Uh, you know, you want to see this expand. You want to see it grow. And a lot of times we see it grow on the back end with the analytics and the data that, that we can get from either ticket purchasers or or uh, overall revenue or how much money we give back to charity. Uh, but this is a uh, growth that is immediate, that you can see, you can feel, uh, that the PJ Tour is investing in us as a tournament, and I, you see that across the 28 Corn Ferry Tour tournaments, that uh, they are truly making an investment into these golfers because uh, the, uh, the gap between PJ Tour players and these Corn Ferry Tour players is shrinking every year. Mm-hmm. And you can see that with uh, watching some of these guys. Harry Hall, who won in 21 here, was in contention last weekend. Uh, you could see Justin Suh, who was the rookie of the year, who set our course record here, has been in top 10 uh, almost all season in these tournaments. So it's fun to see him here and then uh, go on and, and play. You know, I wish that uh, we would have somebody come back and, and get their title and, and repeat. And we're going to have that chance this year with Norman Chong coming mm-hmm. back and, and playing. I thought we were going to have it last year with Harry Hall. And he uh, made it to the U.S. Open. So having Norman back this year, it'd be fun to see him try to come back and defend his title. When you're going through last year's tournament as, as tournament director, elect, or, you know, when you're thinking ahead to next year, what were the big, what, was there one thing where you thought, boy, we really need to solve this problem? And have you solved it? Or, or is it a finely oiled machine at this point? 
No, I think the big problem was is that, uh, yes, we had this ambassador program, and it has carried us up to this point, but we did not have a title sponsor and haven't had one for many, many years. Uh, this year, with Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas coming on as that title sponsor, I believe elevates us, and, and it puts us into a category, especially in the PGA Tour's mind, that we were one of six tournaments without a title sponsor. And we were always that tournament. We were a great tournament without a title sponsor. Uh, this year, with us coming on board, I believe there's only two tournaments on the Corn Ferry Tour without a title sponsor, and we are not one of them. So, <laughs> But having that, not only that influx in, in cash there at the beginning, uh, we also have a dedicated team from Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas that volunteers, that helps us throughout the year, uh, it's it's a very much a partnership uh, with them. Uh, it's a give and take, and I think that this tournament uh, will open a lot of eyes of what they do, and and I think a lot of people are going to be turning to Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas for a lot of their uh, insurance needs because of what they see out here. Mm -hmm. uh, it is all about uh, you know this tournament and and who we have supporting us is is a lot about health and wellness and the people that are involved. And um, we love to have that attached to the Wichita Open. Mm -hmm. uh, it's one thing to be president and tournament director for 50 weeks a year after last year's tournament, but these two weeks, the, the week before, and then the week that the players are here and the actual tournament is going on is kind of a different animal. What makes you most nervous? What keeps you up at night as you head into tournament week? There is so many moving parts to run in this tournament, and uh, I have I have done some pretty uh, large scale events uh, throughout my time in nonprofits, uh, including Polo on the Plains, where um, we build that city out in Hayesville, and and nobody knows Polo, but they come out and watch, and they get dressed up, and I see a lot of those similarities are at the Wichita Open, and it's even on a bigger scale than that, and. Uh, it is just all the little things, and it is making sure that all of our promises that we've made to sponsors uh, end up happening at the tournament, uh, whether that's signage needs or promotion or tickets and using a new ticketing system and trying to just navigate the waters with that. Um, there's always going to be hiccups, and it's going to be how we adjust to those. Uh, just this last Saturday out at Crestview, uh, we had our Ashley Furniture tent out there it was built and then they had a microburst or something out there and it picked that tent up and put it on 18 fairway and uh, that's not something that you just go grab the tent and, and pull it off the fairway so uh, we were out there on saturday uh, moving that with a forklift and getting it off the fairway out of the trees uh, trimming the trees breaking down that tent and uh, you know, the tent company is going to come up on Tuesday and put up a whole new tent. But there is going to be that uh, no matter what you do. And whether it's running out of plates or uh, whatever we have to do, uh, we're going to take those. We're going to turn them into positives and opportunities and areas to grow. And, you know, the next time it happens, we're going to be ready. Well, Dusty, best of luck on a smooth tournament week. I, I know that I know from experience at the Business Journal, we don't even try to get a hold of sources on Thursday or Friday of tournament week because we know they're out of the course 
and 17 having a good time and watching some good golf. So congratulations on the new role and uh, best of luck. Hey, thank you very much. I'm excited to be here and I'm excited that uh, those people that are going to come out this year are going to um, not only see a difference, but I think that they are going to actually feel a difference. And I think that uh, you have to have that feeling at least once uh, to experience Wichita Open here, here in Wichita. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 313. Check out all our podcast episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Creating the business concept turned out to be the easy part. The challenges that follow is where Equity Bank comes in. Equity Bank was built by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Let them help your business evolve and solve your challenges. Tomorrow is here. Visit them today at equitybank.com forward slash evolve. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.